Life is magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> that was very wistful of you. <laughs> so, um, how's it going? This is, if you are new to our podcast, welcome. And this is usually where we talk about um, how our week went, how the card, we pick cards at the end of every episode and see how it played out this week. Yeah, so last week you drew Middle World. Middle World uh-huh. from, does that sound right? From yeah. um, Mystic Shaman Oracle. And I drew Restructure the Pattern, which was Hydrangea from Magic of Flowers Oracle. So does that I only remember the Middle World picture because you sent it out to our listeners. And so I, that's the only reason I remembered it because I got, I get that email. To our newsletter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, to our newsletter. <clears throat> but I don't remember what it was about. <laughs> oh, it was about like aligning, like aligning your intentions uh, with the physical world, like anchoring them in, getting every, it seemed like it was like bringing everything into harmony kind oh, of thing. Oh, yeah. Well, do you want, you, why don't you go first? I feel like I go first a lot. Oh, okay. Um, well, yeah, I doubt this week, this last week has been... Um, it, I was also receiving a lot of messages about divine timing, like going into divine flow, kind of like letting yeah. go of things needing to look a certain way or be on a certain timeline. Mm. So flowy. And that kind of does seem like it goes along with those other cards too. And like mm-hmm. alignment, like coming into divine alignment and then also role, restructuring the pattern for me was that healing. I mean, the, it's not. It's going to take longer than a week, but I remember last week I was talking about like going deeper into healing another level of yes. my awareness of my abuse when I was a child. Yes. Yeah. So that has been, it's been like uncomfortable oh. to kind of go into the awareness of that. But at the same time, it's, I'm happy because I'm like, oh, this is a feeling I've had. Like I'm just yeah. now becoming aware of it. Like getting clearer on ways that I sort of have felt isolated or um, untrusting, you know, like just this opportunity to open up and be more, allow myself to be loved and to feel safe and to feel connected even more. That's really amazing. That's, I, I don't usually, I don't know why I feel like thanking you for sharing that. It just feels extra vulnerable. Like that's really big stuff. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's always a, it's always good news when yes. something like that comes up because because I figure if I'm alive, then I probably have more healing I could do. <laughs> you know, so yeah. so when it becomes clear like that, it is really good. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was like I just I had this moment where I was like, oh, I just tapped into the the ways that I always am on guard. And then I was like, oh, what if I just let myself be loved and just felt like Mm. I just really do deserve that and that it's safe just to feel that. And so it, but it's interesting that point in between that's that restructure, the pattern energy where it's like, it feels so good to be able to think about opening that up and feeling how that feels, but it That's also feels scary. painful to be like, ow, that has been painful for a long time. Like once yes. you become aware of it. Yes. Yeah. That's really big. That's like the work. Yeah. It's huge. The there's work. a lot. That's like, there's a lot on the other side of that too. Yes. Like so much. I, I'm like excited to see what's going to happen. Thank you. As you do that. Thank you. Um, yeah, so for me, um, what I, I've been, it's really been interesting for me because um, I've been looking at a lot of rejection this week. You know that I've talked to you about that a little bit because there's been a lot of like actual rejection and then other things I haven't touched you about, which just like I could have interpreted that way. Oh. So like the actual rejection is just in terms of my book. I had this 
really annoying phone call with an agent. Um, but anyway, and, um, and then right after that phone call, I got another rejection from my book. Um, like right after. But what I realized is, okay, you know that saying like life isn't looking at life as if it's happening for you, not to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I'm a little bit hesitant to talk about that, like with it, because I feel like it could be like spiritual bypassing, like could sound that way, you know, like just look at it like it's happening for you, you know? Oh, right. You know what I mean? Like just ignore yeah. all your feelings about it and just just know it's good for you, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what I've been really feeling is like, no, of course, feeling all the feelings with it. But like, what if this is like actually good news? Like that, um, that like I'm, I, okay, I'll just say it, like kind of being like the universe is kind of like throwing this old energy at me to see where I am with it. And like, Am I going, you know, testing, for lack of a better word, but just like, oh, okay, that's the old energy space that I would go into when that kind of thing happened. But now that I have more feelings of self-love and deserving and all of that, so now it's like, oh, okay, this is actually a really kind of a fun, what if I look at like a fun test? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm passing yeah. this test. This is right. kind of fun, you know? Yeah. Like, it's happening for me, and so I'm expanding, and like... Actually, that quote unquote, I mean, it was a rejection of the book, but it's like, but it's not a rejection of me, you know, and I don't have in the past, I may have gone into like this down place, which also, by the way, would have been fine. Like, if you, you're allowed to have down days, you know, but, you know, now it's like I I'm loving myself more. And if I would have gone into that down place, then I would have loved my inner child. And I've been like, that's totally anyone would feel that way and loved her, you know. Um, but because I've done that so much now, it's like I have that inner sense of like, oh, I already know I'm good enough. And instead, I'll just, you know, understand that that person sucks. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she did kind of suck. <laughs> Just how she was talking to me. <laughs> and I don't, I'm not taking it to be about me, you know? Yeah. And so I, but there were a bunch of tests about that this week, yeah. which was super interesting. And I actually kind of got excited now. Like, it's like, ooh, I'm probably, I'm breaking through something because if all this stuff is showing up, that means that I'm moving to another level. Yeah. You know, where I'm like loving myself more and feeling more deserving and feeling good about things, you know, feeling good about myself. Yeah. And feeling like, um, like if you can feel self-love when that happens, when you experience that rejection, it's different than before. And like, that's such a feeling of freedom. Like, even if that happens, you'll still be there loving yourself and being compassionate with yourself. And for me, it's even, I mean, yes, freedom is the word, but it's like, you know, because I grew up with somebody who was so hard on me and, like, so, like, it's definitely about my worth. Like, yeah. what have you done now, like, lately? And, <clears throat> yeah. and like, um, oh, that person doesn't like you? Well, you may as well give up. Like, Aww. that kind of – that was, yeah. like, actually said to me a number of times about giving up and, like, that kind of energy. So it's even more just, like, this feeling of – yeah, I guess it is freedom and like security. It's like a yeah. like really like a warm feeling of security. Yeah. I it reminds me a lot of this time that <laughs> when I had one of my books was coming out and um the pub the head publicist at Llewellyn set up a book signing at this big bookstore in San Francisco. Have I talked about this on the mm, podcast? I don't before? think so. And it was like Oh, this is going to be huge. It's this really, you know, it's in California where you live and it's going to be this big bookstore. It was Books, Inc. in um, San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, had this concept that it was going to be this huge deal. And I got there and there were like mounds of my book piled up, like so many, like they were prepared for so many people to be there, and oh, no. literally two people showed up. Oh no! And one of them seemed to be someone who just hung out at the bookstore all the time. <laughs> oh my god! And oh, um, no. and I was like, 
like a part of me wanted to be mortified because <laughs> yeah. it was so like it, they were they had all these chairs and oh everything. my god and, oh my god <laughs> and oh, then no. um they gave me a mug that was a books ink mug and <laughs> i always treasured it because it reminded me of how i was like i'm okay this is fine like i oh, i survived you know? yes oh so god yes it, if that happens yeah. again yeah. i'll be fine again yeah oh my that's like i feel like that's a scene in a, like i've seen that in a movie before <laughs> it was like it was so yeah it definitely seemed oh like a god. movie because there were so many signs that it everyone was expecting it to turn out differently. Oh, no. Was that your first book? Uh, no. Oh, my gosh. That reminds me of this time when I first moved to New York and I wrote I wrote these sketches and I somehow got into the sketch show of these people that were really like, it was like pretty big. Do you I mean, to see what it was? Oh, well, no, it wasn't like known. It's, it was like oh. downtown indie theater, but it was like, oh, I okay. meant it was like a big room. Like it was like, I mean, for me at the time, I don't know how many people, but it was like packed, like, you know, when you went in there. And it was like all like the indie, like theater people, like this. Do you know who James Urbaniak is? No. He's like a, an indie actor. And at the time, he was like, the big deal like you know it's just like nobody's heard of any of these people probably although he's kind of a familiar name anyway um and so I was like oh my god this is my like chance like I just moved to New York and I went in there and I we I wrote these sketches and I performed them with these people and we went out as soon as we started talking not a laugh not one no laugh no zero like from the (laughs) beginning and we had three sketches like we were supposed to go off and come back like later and but the funny thing is like I I developed a sense of calm with it it was almost like oh okay this is what we're dealing with like nobody's gonna laugh okay we're just gonna do this great and but what actually what I found out later was I wasn't projecting they couldn't hear me is what oh. it ended up being. Like, the people in the front, her, like, they were like, that was really funny. I was like, nobody was laughing. And they, and then the guy, ugh, this awful guy, whatever, that was running it. He was so, so rude. He was like, we couldn't hear you. Nobody could hear you. Like, just, like, really rude about it. Well, but, was, shouldn't there have been a director who had been making sure you were projecting you know it was like rehearsals well they didn't it was just us rehearsing with each other like they we never rehearsed there it was like this underground like you know saturday come to these things you know and only the cool people know about it and you just show up and it's like punk rock sketch I guess, whatever. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) it was like a sense of calm, just like, oh, I'm not going to try to make anybody laugh because they're not into it. So I'm just going to let go. And it's already started. I'll survive. I'll be okay. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It was a very freeing experience. Yeah. That's so funny. So similar. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, that was our week rejection and growth and hard growth Mm -hmm. it was supposed to astrologically be an easy week which was interesting because last the week before was supposed to be hard and I had a great week it wasn't bad it was good it It was growth and I felt good and yeah yeah I didn't feel like it was a bad week either but it did have some challenge pain yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah a lot of there it was challenging but good yeah all right shall we discuss things or yeah let's discuss some other things like your inner child class oh okay well my inner child healing class is open for registration now until if you're listening to this monday it i guess i'll give a date it closes registration (laughs) (laughs) oh my god the way we do this on the fourth the first day of class is the fourth so If you hear it after that, it's too late. Um, but basically, this class, is the first week, we're going to develop work on the inner loving parent so that you really have a lots of tools. This work, I just want to say, is work. It's a lifetime process. It's not like you're going to take this class and then you're going to be done and everything will be, you know, but it gives you these tools so that you know, oh, this is what it feels like to have a loving parent. We're going to hit it from every angle so that 
you'll figure out what does that feel like for me? How can I support myself? How can I like weather the storms? And then also feel joy. Because one thing I've been noticing a lot this week, I'll just say, is that when there's not a connection to the inner child or the inner child has been feeling rejected or like not listened to, it's like, it's hard to to feel joy because oh, yeah. your inner child is there's a lot of joy there you know yeah, and creativity yeah. and like yeah. it, you know ideas bubbling and stuff like that totally. and also it's this it's also like you can't hear your own ideas because it's you when you're ignoring one part it's harder to know what's yours what is it anyway so in the class we're going to do that we're going to learn how to communicate with the inner child to deal with the inner critic and then the last class is dealing is connecting your higher self and how that all works with it so i would love to have you with me it's you go to highestlighthealing.com to sign up and it's four weeks and i was going to say one more thing oh there is a free master class on boundaries still that you can watch to just get that information and also get a feel for what the class is like that right. sounds great. Thanks. Okay, so uh, yeah, I want to mention my book, uh, Little Guide to Protection Magic, Everything You Need to Know, Including Protection Spells. Yay. So this is a book that you can get on Amazon. You can learn about it on my site, TessWhitehurst.com. And it's a little book. It's not a long book, but it tells you all the dynamics of protection magic and then offers a lot of spells for various protective purposes. People love protection spells. I mean, yeah. it's good to have, to feel protected. Yeah, there's a lot about transforming fear and feeling safe uh, in the world. That's nice. I like transforming fear. <laughs> Me too. All right. So, um, oh, and also if you would like to, we would love for you to review us on wherever you listen to podcasts, but Apple Podcasts is great too. It just helps people find us and it means a lot to us. We do have, I think we have a couple new reviews. We were going to read one, but maybe next week we'll read a review. Okay. Um, we really appreciate it. So thank you for doing that for everybody who already has. And if you would like to ask us a question, you can go to magicmondaypodcast.com and click on ask a question, or you can call us on our voicemail, which we have today, which is exciting, 828-333-7181. That's 828-333-7181. Okay. <laughs> and uh, speaking of questions, it's yeah. time. Time, right? For a question. It is time. It is time for questions. Should we listen to the first one? I felt like we should have a jingle in there. Do, do, yeah, do, do, do. A good one. Time for questions. I won't remember that. Uh, should we listen to our uh, voicemail? Yeah, first? time for our voicemail. Okay, here we go. Hi, my name is uh, Brianne. I'm calling from Wisconsin. Um, first, I gotta let you guys know that I absolutely adore your podcast. I laugh every single Monday, and you guys just, you know, fill me up with happy, good energy to start the week. Um, so, anyways, what my question is is, I, I guess I would consider myself a quote-unquote baby witch, but I've been very spiritually. Um, in the pagan type community for many years, but I've only been there mentally, emotionally. I haven't actually um, done much spell work as far as, you know, um, herbs and gemstones in jars and things like that. So my question is, when a spell is done, uh, what do you do with the remains of it? I know that sometimes they uh, there's talk that they empty them um, and reuse things, or there's people that bury their jars, um, and I'm just not really sure on what I'm supposed to do with the, with the leftovers. So um, thank you in advance. Okay. So. Have we answered this before? <laughs> Maybe a little We have. Bit. We've talked about this before. It's a real common question, though, so it's worth answering it again. Yes. Yes, I think so. Why don't you answer it, 
being the spellcaster. Okay, so... Spellmaster. um, Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for that title. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Um, So... You know, there there's no one answer to this. I think, though, it is good to adopt a mindset that it isn't real uh, important to the outcome of your spell, what you do with the leftovers. Like, the important thing is that you listen to your intuition. So, like, in some cases, I might, if it's like a sort of if it's a charm, let's say it's a charm, I will set it, maybe I'll set it on my altar, maybe I'll keep it with me for a while, maybe I'll sleep with it near my bed, maybe I'll put it near my uh, my purse or wallet if it's a money charm. And then if at some point it seems like it's done its job, then I'll disassemble it. And You know what? Sorry to interrupt well, you, but this brings me to, uh, it reminds me that someone on Magic Monday listeners page asked did you, I wonder if you saw this. They said that oh, they yeah. had done like a little spell on there for a twin flame um, Oh, yeah, thing. no, I don't think I saw this one. Okay, and it was a crystal and the chain kept breaking. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and my feeling was the spell's done. Like that crystal, like go clear it off and then maybe mm-hmm. try with a new one if you want or, you know, just uh, know like, what, what do you feel about that, that it was done well, for that crystal? Well, so what what happened exactly? What was the dynamic? The chain was it a pendant? Bre- yeah, it was and a pendant. And she was wearing the pendant and it kept breaking? Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, I think there, I would say that there's probably, I don't think there's a one size fits all for that either. Like okay. it could mean different things in, um, I would listen to my intuition yeah. about that and mm-hmm. see. But if that's what your intuition said, that it was like, That okay. was my intuition that it was like, for some reason, done. It was like, boop, uh, boop. You don't that's need my charm. sign for done. <laughs> boop. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was funny because someone responded on there, put it on a silk cord. And she was like, oh, that's easy. And I was like, yeah, that could be. But I feel like that crystal's done. That crystal's done. Yeah, it could be that. Um, It could be, like, I think in some cases it might also be, like, there's something else to look at with this. Yeah. You you know, before you do your love spell. Yes. Maybe do some self-love stuff. Yes. I think you're getting it because because I felt like the crystal was done, but I think I felt like the crystal was done because there was other stuff that needed to be worked out. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. Yeah. So this is an example of how you can just kind of tune in Mm -hmm. and see, like, and never panic. Like, it would never be a reason (laughs) to be like, oh, no, I'm never going to find my twin flame. Like, that's not, like, this is what the universe is telling me. It's a failure. Like, yes, yes. There's never a reason to do that. Like, Mm -mm. instead, I mean, you guys may remember when I talked about when my dad was pressuring me to do that spell and I went out to the beach to do it, even though I knew (laughs) my intuition told me not to and there was a dead seal there. Like, that's very clear but it wasn't like oh no my dad's intention is never going to come true it was right. more like you know this is just not the way the to right time. move forward like this isn't and I talk about that in my books a lot like mm-hmm. in the protection magic book I talk about how it's really not appropriate to work protection magic before you take steps in the physical world to like speak your truth for example mm. Like if it's like, oh, I feel really uncomfortable telling, setting a boundary with this person. So instead of talking to them, I'm going to do a spell. <laughs> so like that I never have to talk to them again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like stuff like that. And I think like yeah. that is kind of my dad's understanding of magic is like, oh, I, I don't want to deal with this in a, this way. So I'm going to tell my daughter to do a spell for me. <laughs> He's not even going to do it himself. It's just like, you go do this. I don't want to talk to this person. <laughs> he actually, I did one time. I was like, okay, this time, dad, this is one you should do yourself and he did do it and oh, it worked great oh nice I love <laughs> no. that that's so cute. he's learning that's really he's been cute. learning um but yeah so so in a case like that like you might get a sign like I did with the seal or maybe <laughs> even with the broken chain yeah that is like oh just like looking into what needs to happen before you do a love spell or you do the yes. spell whatever the yes. spell is and it's definitely some work on what's yeah I would say deeper work into the self about why do you want it I mean I'm just tuning into 
her and also like some self-love stuff like you said mm-hmm. yeah so as far as getting rid of the stuff i always relate to this question because like a lot of times the things i'll do is write down something that i want and then i'll put it in a crystal grid you know and whenever it's done i always feel like i don't want to throw this so like it feels wrong to throw it away you know like it feels mm-hmm. like there's still energy attached to it so one other thing that i'm just getting that i can do is and people can do is call your energy back to you from it and then release any energy that's done Mm-hmm. So, like, just say, okay, any energy associated with this that's done, I release. And any that's mine that I, you know, is good for me, I call back to me. Yeah. And also with stuff like paper, if it's written on paper, you can burn it. And I then know. You can scatter the ashes to the wind. No, that's not to the wind. <laughs> you have to say it like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I always feel weird about burning paper if I don't have like an actual fireplace burning at that time. Oh, yeah. Well, you could do it in a cauldron or mm-hmm. like a big cast iron pot or something like mm-hmm. that. Do you have a cauldron? Yeah. Yeah. I, have a, I, I do. I have a little cauldron. But when I burn stuff, I haven't burned stuff for a long time. Mm. <laughs> uh, but when I did, I would burn it in a pot. Oh, in a pot. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. Yeah. Great. So I mean, this is Good an option know. if it's a if it's a stone. Like if you used a stone for a spell, and that's easy. May, maybe you want to put it into a moving body of water or bury it, or maybe yeah. you want to keep that stone and cleanse it and use it again later. See, these are all things you need to tune into your intuition about. Yeah. And so, like I was saying, you can when it feels like the the charm or whatever it is has done its job you can release it by recycling it burning it if you need to throw it away or bury it um sometimes i also feel like you know i don't need to keep this on my altar anymore but i also don't want to disassemble it yet and i do have a box i've mentioned this on the oh yes, before. yes i have a box specifically for that and and i just have it in like a corner of a cupboard and mm-hmm. so every few years i'll be like what's in this box and i'll be mm-hmm. like oh yeah i don't need time this to anymore. clear it out yeah 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 that's good so, yeah, is that a good – I think have we that covered we, everything I on this one? I think we covered it, mostly okay. you. Okay. So our next question is from Emily. Um, she says, hi, Natasha and Tess. Thank you for bringing such joy and positivity to Monday. I've been struggling with other people's energies impacting me. I work with a variety of people as a healthcare provider, and there are times where it feels like I've had all my energy drained out of me. Even people who do not have a negative vibe can impact me to the point of feeling sad or just drained from the amount of energy they're giving off. Are there any ways to protect me from this? Are there ever, Emily? Are there ever? Um, I just recently had a client who was a healthcare worker who, similar to this question, had um, it wasn't even, it wasn't like a negative client or anything, but she just, a patient, but she just felt drained, you know, at the end of it from the other person's energy. So, well, first of all, you have a book of protection magic. So, Get oh, Tess's it's true, book. but this is also your wheelhouse here, too, that you... In terms of energy healing, but still, yeah. I bet the protect, protection book has a lot to offer oh, there. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Um, okay, so just generally speaking, first of all, my go-to is the golden vacuum. So first, vacuuming out, or if you feel drained already, like you haven't protected yourself yet... Use that golden vacuum, girl. So you just vacuum it out of you. Imagine a gold vacuum. Um, I like to imagine it at the bottom of my grounding cord. So that's a cord that goes from the base of your spine to the center of the earth. And I picture it underneath there. And you just vacuum out all the energy that isn't yours. Then you take the vacuum and you put it outside your aura and explode it. So their energy goes back to them. Your energy comes back to you. And you can do that first thing in the morning, even last thing at night. Just don't forget like over your head and then also under your feet if you're going to not do the grounding cord, but just your aura. Um, So that's like to get the energy out. And then also always fill up with light. I always I was trained with gold light, so I like to use that. Um, But whatever light you feel is good. Um, (laughs) My daughter's always like, does it have to be? Can I change the color? Because she always 
has an opinion, which is great. Good for her. Um, <laughs> so yes, it can be any color you want. And letting that gold light go through. As far as the protection itself, um, what I, again, when I was trained to use are gold roses, but you can use whatever you want. Sometimes I tell people to imagine like a gold fence all around their aura and just knowing that their energy can't come in and your energy stays with you. And then you can periodically just blow up that fence, explode it, do the same thing. Their energy, it just naturally will happen. Their energy goes back to them. Yours comes back to you and then put the fence back around you. Um, in my work, it's called protection roses. So like sometimes I'll just imagine like a field of protection roses if it's a particularly um, challenging person or I'm ha if it's really challenging. Well, I I'll just say this. One thing is when people can get get in our space, it's because we're agreeing to on some level. So you may have um, probably being a nurse and in the healthcare industry, you probably have a lot of responsibility pictures like it's your job to take care. Of, you need yes. to take care of them. You have to take care, you know, that. So one thing that can help overall is clearing those out. So making like putting it in your heart or just like understanding like, oh, am I feeling responsible for this person right now? Can I let them be who they are? Can I let the they have their path, you know? Just clearing out any kind of feeling like it's your job to take on their stuff. So yeah. that's what's underneath all of that. However, in the moment, those are like some tools that you can use um, to help you, protect you. Yeah. And, you know, something that uh, is coming to me now in response to this question is I'm realizing that lately I have been having a lot of success with um letting myself off the hook and mm. then like what I mean is I used to like put an extra layer of um pressure on myself like oh it's time to do the podcast or it's time to do a phone session and like gotta yeah. do a good job and I've uh. gotta focus and like it was like this inner coach that was actually that was what was draining me mm. more than what I was actually doing or more than the other person's energy it was like the inner critic so, inner critic yeah and like uh I don't know. It gets inner critic. I mean, it's definitely no. that Capricorn rising energy. It's like more like a coach than a critic. Not but necessarily criticizing. You. It was draining me, but it was like, it, it was not necessarily insulting me or criticizing me. It was more like just believing that I needed to have another level. It, it, you know what? It's like the opposite of letting the divine flow through me that now when I'm like oh yeah I'm doing a web chat for the good vibe tribe and it's gonna flow and I'm gonna know what I need to say when I need to say it yeah. and it's gonna be great and it's gonna be fun and I can enjoy it instead of like okay you're gonna be on a stage and you need to say something and <laughs> yeah. put, you need to say something that keeps everyone's attention and you know it's like <sighs> all of that those stories yeah I really want to say something about this because the inner critic isn't always fuck you, you you're <laughs> yeah. terrible, you're awful yeah. at this, you know. Sometimes it's funny you called it a coach because it's to me it sounds like a kind of abusive coach, you know, but we're so used to hearing, I mean, if it doesn't feel that way, I don't want to put that on you, but I'll just talk for myself like when I have he I've healed so much of like my mother's voice in my head, so it's no longer like what's wrong with you? You know, if I hear that and I'm like what the hell? Stop uh, <laughs> yeah here. I don't want to talk to you like that instead it's like pressure like I have yeah. to do a good job if right. I don't do a good job like I don't even follow it through with that it's like so that to me feels still like the inner critic it's just like it's true hey but you know I just I, I know this that's the Capricorn rising yeah um, one of the Capricorn rising lessons but yes. when I was a kid I mean I was six years old I saw Nadia the movie Nadia about Did Nadia Kamenitsky 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 yeah and I was like oh if only I had a coach that would yell at me and tell me I was too fat <laughs> then I would know I was loved <laughs> oh my god that's amazing <laughs> well maybe you feel loved by this but it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah so you were just saying like maybe take the pressure off like yeah, take the, pr I mean, maybe that is an aspect of the feeling drained. I wonder. Mm -hmm. In many cases, it may be at least some of that is the, 
feeling like you have to yeah. do a perfect job, like a perfect like when pictures. you already would do. I mean, it's not like being lazy. It's just letting yourself be as competent as you naturally are without having to be your own coach at the same time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or critic. Okay. Well, I hope that helped. Um, I, oh, we have one more question. I don't know if I'm going to pronounce her name right, but um, it's from, maybe it's from Aikaya. It's a pretty name, if that's what it is. Um, okay. Hi, Tessa and Natasha. I love your perspectives on life paths and how we affect the trajectory trajectory of our lives. For instance, recently, I found myself standing at a major crossroad with each way containing pros and cons. Eventually, I had to make a decision, but I wonder sometimes if I made the right choice or how my life would be different if I selected the other option. Do our choices permanently alter our realities or does spirit redirect us if we go too far off course? Excuse me. Essentially, how does fate and choice intermingle? And will spirit save us from ourselves if we unknowingly make a mistake? Eek! Big, hmm, that's weird. She signed it, Kim. <laughs> so oh. I don't know what that other name is. Anyway, um, do you want me to go first? Well, I think, or? well, you can go first. But first, I want to preface our answer with that we don't know the answer to this. <laughs> oh, speak for yourself, Tess. <laughs> I mean, these questions about existence, you know, existential questions, uh, ultimately, there's no way of knowing the actual answer. But I, what we can do is tell you our perspectives. That's right. Would you like to tell her yours? No, you start. Oh, okay. If you want. Sure, I'll start. Um, so my perspective, which is right, it's the right one, um, <laughs> is that I don't think, first of all, I think there's so many different outcomes all the time. Like, there, you know, there's not just one timeline, even though we're stuck here and we think that this is it. There's so many other realities happening. Um, and I also don't believe in mistakes. <laughs> I don't believe in going off course. I think... Um, that whatever we do is what we're, we're, what we're doing. I mean, like, it's like, there you are. And I don't, I just don't believe there's like a mistake, like that there's, you know, goddess or sources up there being like, oh shit, look what she did. Can someone yeah, fix that? Yeah, she's never going to get back on track now. <laughs> yeah, somebody <laughs> yeah. fix that. But I don't even think that there is a, tr like, I do think there's like your highest path in terms of if you're, listening to yourself and following your highest information and things, you know, are, and, and you're in that sense of like being in, in your listening to your highest information, then I do think, I guess I think that is your highest path. But I also don't think like if you really are forced in this situation, like it's, oh, I'm having a trouble, I'm having trouble making a decision like that. I don't think they're, that you could be off course. It's like you made the right one and now like there you are. Mm -hmm. And the universe will show you your lessons for where you are there. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is, uh, it might be helpful to let go of the belief that there's one right yes. way for it to look or like one great life experience or life path and then if you don't make the, all the right choices and you'll miss out like that will be helpful to let go of that because mm -hmm. it's really not uh I mean it it just isn't helpful and mm -hmm. also I don't believe is accurate either mm -hmm. I mean sure there's been times in my life where I'm like well like what if I had done this thing sooner like shown up sometimes I've done that little math you know in my head like if I had done this sooner, I would have been in this place at this time, and that would have been cool because then this could have happened. And like, right. you know what I mean? But then I think about it, and I'm like, you know what? I couldn't have been like the choices I made were where I was at that time in my life, yeah. and that's just where I was. And then also, I wouldn't have like met Brett, and like I wouldn't, right. you know, who knows? Like all these other amazing things that happened wouldn't have happened. And yeah, so. And getting all into like 
feeling that there might have been a wrong choice that you made at some point. Like it's just, it just seems like there's no point in that. that feels, you know what this reminds yeah. me of is the novel The Midnight Library. Have mm. you read that book? Mm-mm. It's really good. It's mm. by Matt Haig. So I think Kim, you if you have not read The Midnight Library, I think you might really get a lot out of it because it, it's like about this woman who tries to kill herself. This is not a spoiler. I mean, it's very clear at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into, she goes into this um, in-between space where it's a library and she gets to see all these many, many different paths that her life could have taken. It's like the quantum reality of all the different possibilities. And it is so cool the way it just shows mm, that, you I know, like it because it starts out with like, oh, this could have, you could have been an Olympian or you could have been a famous mm. rock star or if you would have done this or that. And then it, it just shows that it's not, it never is all it's cracked up to be. And then she feels so, um, anyway, it just, it really shows the, the magic and beauty and where we are exactly where we are now. Like nothing yes, else. And, yes. and the author Matt Haig did was suicidal at one point, oh, and wow. so he was inspired by what he yeah. learned about life. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah like we are where we are, and that the more we can own it and commit to where we are now, the more powerful we can be and feel. And then, if you feel like you want to make another choice, you can at another point with. Yeah, that's part of being present is like saying yes to everything that has happened in the past. That's all part of what is present now in the present moment for you. And that's part of calling back your power. Like I'm just going to really inhabit exactly where I am and all the choices that I've made. And then you feel safer about whatever choices you'll make next. Yeah. And the last thing I'll just say about it is like from an inner parent, inner child perspective is like if you had a child, you wouldn't be like, Oh, God, I hope you didn't fuck everything up when you made that choice. You know, like you wouldn't think that or feel that. You would just be like, hey, look, it was hard for you and you made the best choice you knew in that moment. So let's be here now and, you know, enjoy Mm -hmm. it or embrace it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we did it. We answered questions and now it's time for the energy report. Okay. Nice. (laughs) Okay. So the energy report is the energy trend I'm feeling into for the week ahead and also based on what's been going on with myself and my clients. And this week was, it was interesting. (laughs) There was, there was actually thinking about you and I too. It's like, there's been a lot of, um, feeling into what hasn't been working and clearing it out, you know? And um, I'm, Brett said, producer Brett, aka my husband, um, said it was okay for me to talk about this because it was really pretty um, indicative of, in general, what's going on. So basically, he was having this hard time at work and actually kind of similarly to your inner coach who wasn't very nice, although maybe a little bit more obvious, um, and I don't mean to shame you about your inner coach if it doesn't. Oh, no, don't okay. worry, I don't, I don't uh, feel shame. Okay. Um, but <laughs> basically his inner critic was giving him a hard time about like this thing going on and, um, with work, basically he was just being really hard on himself, but it wasn't like so obvious. It was just like, ugh, he was feeling just kind of down, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I encouraged him, this is what it's like if you're married to me. <laughs> I was like, give that inner critic a voice. Like, let's hear what does it want to say, you know? And he was reluctant to do it out loud. I will say it's really powerful to do it out loud. Um, It's just that you'll find out through the story, it's just as powerful to journal. But I really think it's so interesting if you can hear yourself, like truly embody it, not just like, oh, why aren't you doing that? But like, what? Like really like feeling it. And then you switch seats. This is something I teach in the class. It's like you switch seats and then you take that in and it's just like, holy shit, that's been in my head. (laughs) You know, like you can really tell like, oh, that's the thing that's been living there because it's hard to tell you're just in your own head, you know, and you're hearing those things, but you're also feeling it, you know, and it's hard to feel it if you're not actually embodying it. I mean, like it's hard to feel the impact of 
what's actually happening in there, if that makes yeah. sense. So anyway, he went into the other room instead of saying it out loud and he was journaling it, which is great. It worked. It really, he just like let that inner critic out. And what happened was because he did it that way, like it just cleared it out. Like he realized that the inner critic just didn't have something to say after a while. It was just like, because you should. <laughs> it's like, but, uh, and he got curious. It was good. He was like a good loving inner parent. He was like, well, what do you mean? You know? And it was just like, there. it was a dead end. That inner critic uh, often just doesn't, it's just like, well, you should do, like if we, you should do a good job because everyone will hate you otherwise or something. It's like, well, yeah. oh, you feel like everyone's going to hate you. Okay. Well, that, mm, no, that's not, yeah. well, you know, and it, usually it's just like, it just meets an end. Like a lot of times, well, I'll say a lot of times it'll just meet an end where it's just like, okay, that doesn't make sense. And for Brett, in that case, he was just like, okay, well, there's, this doesn't even make sense. Now I'm going to go about doing, plotting my day <laughs> without that voice, like without listening to that. I don't have to listen to that because it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Um, And yeah, so that's one way of dealing with the inner critic. And I feel like I've sensed into, I mean, like with my clients and stuff, it's like that kind of, it's so weird. It's exactly what I was talking to you about with that coach. And I'm not saying it's the same thing with you, but it's just like that kind of like vague, like, I'm just not doing a good enough job. That's not true for you. But just like that vaguey kind of inner credit. Oh, no. Yeah, like, no, Ugh. that, I think the coach does, that is the coach's subtext. Okay. Is, why? <laughs> because you're just not naturally good enough. So you just have to really focus like harder, <laughs> twice as hard, you know? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, but when it's not like so, obviously like saying to you actually you're not good enough so you're gonna have to try harder you know then then it's kind of almost harder to deal with because then it just kind of feels like depression or like or like dread or you know um so what I want to say is two things which is one if you are feeling those things to try that process of writing it all out letting it all out um, to, or saying it all out just so that it can move out of your body. If only for that reason, you know, to move out of your body. And then if you do feel like, um, if it brings up feelings of sadness or, or shame or anything like that, then it's time to bring it into your heart and say, you know, love yourself, may I be kind to myself. Um, you know, for me, I do inner child stuff. So it's like imagining her like, oh, no, I love you, you know, like really parenting that part of you as if it were a child. Mm-hmm. Um, so just bringing in lots of love around that. And it's funny because that wasn't exactly what I was going to talk about for the energy report. <laughs> like I was going to give another um, technique, but I think for now that's probably good enough. Just I will just add like energetically speaking, also the vacuum is really great for that too, to start off with just vacuuming it all out. So you're coming from a more kind of clear space. Mm-hmm. And then um, when, and if you have a hard time bringing those feelings into your heart, um, breathing light into your heart. So first just breathing into your heart, thinking of someone you love or something you love, and then bringing um, those feelings into your heart with light. And I'm just getting this other information. The last thing I'll say is if you do bring it in with light and like see your heart chakra full of light and those feelings of the light, then imagine your crown chakra opening and like sending it up and out to source or to Ooh, the to light. Yeah. So like you're releasing it, you know, letting source handle it, letting your higher self take it from there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I did some of that work this week, too. Oh, you did? I was like, yeah, I had a challenge. Just this, like, I don't want to go into the yeah, details of it, but just this <laughs> weird situation where I felt conflicted. Uh-huh. And um, and I have a friend who recommended that I do tune into the inner family and see what everyone was saying about it. And I did that. And then it was, like, really quick. And I was like, oh, that's it. Now, ah. now I, it was like now I understand all the different dynamics and then the inner parent is also like and here's how we're going to deal with it oh, and nice. it's like 
oh, good. And now, like, the inner child, the inner adolescent is, feels comfortable. Cause so who even was though in that conversation? It was inner child, inner adolescent, and inner parent. Oh, okay. They all had something to say about yeah. it. And it was just very quick and very easy and clear. And it's yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's so great when we do this. You know, I feel like sometimes... And I, I myself am guilty of this, especially like coming from a comedy background where like everything's fun. Oh, you're going to talk to your inner child. That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> that's, a, that's what all comedians say. They would like. all make fun of it. Totally. No, but I mean, kind of, maybe it seems pretty likely. And <laughs> um, like, but the thing is like all these voices are in your head anyway. It's just a matter of bringing them to the surface so that then you can deal with them. It's kind of mm -hmm. like if there was like a party happening with a bunch of people talking shit about you in another room and it's just like, oh, God. Right. And the, but if you go in the room and you're just like, hey, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. Let's talk. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that was, it, that's why it's funny to think of how clearly and easily it all worked out. Like, yes. oh, now I, instead of just like, oh, well, I feel this way and then I feel this way. So I don't know what to do. It's like, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, this part of me feels this, this part of me feels this, but the inner parent is like, yeah, well, here's how we're going to deal with it. It's just all very easy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I will say that a lot of times when people don't have a strong inner parent, it's it's harder because then it, there's a mishmash of like, well, wait, the inner critic has been masquerading as the, as the uh, parent. And there can be like an inner critical parent and yeah. inner indulgent parents yeah but then you want to find the healthy parents that's right the loving parent who says what's up yeah okay great okay so is it now is it time it for sure is okay now it's time for practical magic okay so this week the moon is waning all week, and I am tuning in very strongly to clearing energy for this mm, week. Yes. Yeah, you mentioned you. that too. Mm -hmm. So clearing, cleansing, releasing old patterns and beliefs. And this is, imp it's important to remember because I did not realize this at first. I Because... I think I used to be attracted to clearing and, and cleansing with a little bit more of a self-dislike. So it would be mm. like, oh, I've got to cleanse out the toxic wrongness. Uh. So like one day I cannot be as bad anymore. <laughs> you know, even though I didn't think that consciously. Yeah, I was like, yeah. That was like part of my clearing energy. And I think that is a Virgo thing. Again, this is like the shadow side of Virgo. Yeah. Um, so not with that energy more mm -hmm. with like i love myself i'm gonna create clear beautiful space for myself um, i'm gonna let go of beliefs that are not you know nice that aren't helping me and, and well, pattern heal old stuff venus is in pisces right now which is a really nice time for this like oh, love self-love yeah. yeah beauty yeah. and kindness and all of that yeah, so I am, um, oh, and patterns that exhaust you. I actually wrote that down. Mm. Patterns that exhaust you, beliefs or patterns that exhaust you or don't serve you. And my selenite wand um, kind of lit up when I was planning practical magic too. So if you happen to have a selenite, uh, then you may feel like I do drawn to use it in your energy field so it's often they if you don't know about this they often come as wands mm -hmm. that you can use sort of like a sage like a bundle of sage by kind of brushing your aura moving it around the outside of your aura to cleanse to pull out any old patterns to set that intention mm -hmm. and you could also use sage you could take a sea salt bath you could clear clutter and there's a flower essence called crabapple, and that is really helpful for those of us who, I mean, for probably all Virgos could use it, but <laughs> if you ever feel that contaminated feeling, mm. which I don't, have you ever had that feeling? Do you know what I'm talking about when I mention I that? I don't know. What do you mean? Well, I, I don't get this like I used to. 
I don't, I mean, partly probably because I live in the Rocky Mountains that always feels so like I'm constantly being cleansed up here in the sunlight and everything. It just feels like it's been really healing for me, this particular location, Mm -hmm. but also getting older and like doing this sort of work for a long period of time. But when I was younger, I used to often feel like if I would go for a walk, happened when I would go for a walk on Venice Beach a lot Um, and then I would come home and then I would look in the mirror and then I'd be like "Mm." I just would like (laughs) feel like I was contaminated like I had some sort of toxic energy yeah but it didn't not just not just when I walked on Venice Beach it that has a real wonky energy yeah um it could happen like sometimes it would happen after I would do feng shui consultations because I would feel maybe picking up other people's energy Sometimes it could be that, but I think mm-hmm. it also was because it was something I cared about a lot and I wanted to do a good job and I felt vulnerable or I felt mm. self-conscious and then it would just bring out those feelings of vulnerability. So I would look, it, it I would see it when I would look in the mirror. I'd look in the mirror and be like, just kind of tap mm. into this feeling of dirtiness. Mm. And it is a Virgo thing and I think it's also an, a sexual abuse survivor thing. Oh, that you're that just like, sense. there's like fundamentally something kind of off or gross or mm. and it's in my field and how do I get it out? So if you ever have that feeling, then crab apple flower essence is really helpful for restructuring that pattern. Mm, I mean, I have often felt like definitely growing up with how, how I did, like there's something wrong with me. Oh, right. Like shame. Like like I wouldn't even look in the mirror. I oh, still yeah? kind of don't really look in the mirror unless I have to. <laughs> but is it is it a feeling of contamination or is it different? Contamination would not be the word. It would be more like gross <laughs> or like, or like, I guess shame more. I don't feel that now. Um, would but it just be like, like with, was it connected off. to a certain thought pattern or was it just a feeling? Just a feeling. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Maybe it yeah, is I... more like a Virgo term or Capricorn, like contamination but anyway i think crab apple might still be helpful there might be another flower essence that would fit that better like um maybe gorse or Mm. mustard Mm. i have my book right here i'll look it up after yeah it, it probably would vary for different people like if you feel like you look in the mirror and you feel down on yourself there might be a lot of different dynamics that different flower essences or blends would support with Mm -hmm. um but that feeling of contamination, that yeah. is the, the crab, uh, apple. crab apple. So put that in your water. You could take a couple drops under your tongue. You could put a couple drops in your water. But if you really want if you're really resonating with this when you're hearing me talk about this, then you probably want to do it for 30 days. I would do like two to three drops under the tongue or in water twice a day, two or three times a day for 30 days, at least 30 days mm-hmm. to really restructure, help restructure that energy. And then is it like restructured? In my experience, it did mm, really, really help. Um, and I, it, I did come back to it, but like mm-hmm. the first time I ever used Grab Apple, it just really shifted uh, my self esteem in in a really positive way. And then sometimes I'd be like, yeah, I kind of need that again. Yeah. But I haven't used it for many years because I haven't had that for a while. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's important when I talk about clearing energy because I know that those two things can be connected for some I people. See. It's like, oh, yeah, I got to clear out that that yucky yeah. stuff about me or in my house or whatever. Let it be an act of love of creating an environment that feels nourishing and healing to you rather than feeling like there's something gross you have to get rid of about yourself. Yeah. Um, so fresh flowers also in your oh, house can that's help. that's nice. Yeah. And playing music can certainly help shift clear energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you happen to have like a lot of thoughts running through your head if this is the pattern for you that feels like overwhelming that you have thoughts and worries running through your head then a good flower essence for that is white chestnut i have that oh yeah and you can put it with space clearing it's really helpful for space clearing in general Mm. like you can take it under your tongue if you have the like excess excessive thought and worry problem Um, but if you want to just cleanse the space and kind of cleanse thought patterns out of your space because thought patterns Mm. can get stuck in the energy of your house Mm -hmm. then you can put uh, a couple of drops of 
white chestnut flower essence in rose water or in water oh. and mist your space with I that, love that. Blend. that's great yeah and then make sure to drink lots of water while you're clearing and continue to like this was the energy for me last week but i think it's helpful for us this week too to flow with divine timing so to let go of like feeling if you feel extra energy connected with like oh this isn't happening at the right time or what if it doesn't or Mm -hmm. like rushing or anything like that just kind of relax and breathe and let it go yeah and it should be a supportive week for that with venus and pisces oh good all right um shall we do our housekeeping yes okay so you can find me at highestlighthealing.com. Um, you can schedule a session with me or sign up for my classes. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Highest Light Healing and Facebook at Highest Light Healing. And you can find me at TessWhitehurst.com, which is where you can find a lot of free spells and rituals and guided meditations. And you can sign up for my newsletter. You can find me on Instagram at Tess4444, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, and on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. And you can find us at MagicMondayPodcast.com. We have a Facebook group, uh, Magic Monday Podcast listeners. That's nice. And then also just the regular Magic Monday Pod on Facebook. And we're on Instagram at Magic Monday Podcast. And on our website. Oh, oh yeah. Go ahead. Our website is magicmondaypodcast.com. And that's where I put the show notes. So I put links to the decks we use and the books we mention and anything else we mention. I try to get into those show notes on our website. And you can also sign up. If you click subscribe, you can sign up for our newsletter. And I've been sending that out every Monday morning whenever a new episode drops. And I put pictures of our weekly cards in the email. So if you want to see those, be sure to sign up. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Yeah. You sure can. (laughs) So I'm picking from, this is a, I haven't picked from this in a while, the Sacred Rebels Oracle. Oh, okay. Child. And Um, I am drawing from Cosmic Dancer Oracle, which I wrote. You sure did. And you can find it on Tessa's website. Thank you. Or Amazon, right? Yep. Okay, I picked Diving for Light. It's a really pretty card, too. Look at that. Yeah. Um, This says, okay, I'm not going to read it all because it's very, very, very long, but um, how brave you are. You are diving for light. It can be so much simpler to seek light in the heavenly and in that which is blissful, sweet, loving, and kind. To look for the light in that which is dark is an advanced task that only a rebellious and brave heart will attempt. I feel like this is what we were talking about that mm. you were doing this week. We both yeah. were doing this week. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm going to, it's so long, so um. When diving for light, one must be willing to bear the darkness and understand it has a purpose, much like winter does upon the earth. It is not in error or through lack of consciousness that you are here now. It is a testament to your spiritual growth and creative process, not a sign that they are lacking or stalling. It's just what we are talking about. Mm-hmm. The healing process below will help you with your inward plunging and to successfully navigate it. Um, let me see if I can go to the, it's so long. <laughs> I didn't mean it for it to be so long. Basic. Okay. So it says, um, you must stay in your heart and do not believe the dark forces. Stay in compassion. Fear creates the energy of anger, hate, and destructiveness. These forces are a part of life. We don't have to be frightened by them, nor do we need to deny their existence or try to ignore them in order to find light in the darkness. We just need to hold compassion and be intelligently aware so we can avoid being seduced into the trap of needing to prove ourselves or into the mistaken belief that we need to fight against the darkness. Um, okay, I mean, I think that is 
Um, you know what? I'm just going to say the, her one little quote that she has. So she said, say this aloud, whether it makes sense to you or not. <laughs> I call upon the presence of unconditional love. Be here now without restraint. Fill me and fill this space. Touch all beings with your grace. I feel the presence of unconditional love within me. I acknowledge the presence of unconditional love all around me. I am the presence of unconditional love. And in this love, no fear can remain. Hmm. So it's real shadow work and loving yourself through it. Yeah. You know, the card I drew, I feel like is about the same sort of thing. It's called devote and it's not about light in the darkness, but it is about putting love into everything, like letting everything you do be an act of devotion. Mm. So when we think of the divine, it's important, I believe, to remember that that is not something that's outside of us. That is something with which we are one. It's the it's the oneness. It's the great consciousness. And we're just having this temporary experience as a human. But that's what we actually are, is that one infinite awareness and consciousness and light. So the devote card is about remembering that our entire life can be filled with devotion mm -hmm. meaning like I wake up in the morning and I'm like oh here's a day to let the divine flow through me to let my actions be gifts to the divine which with which I am one and every little thing so that's what yes. I mean about the similarity like even oh the, yeah feels the really last, similar yeah like the last little bit of this card which is also long I think it's the same publisher so the word count is the same <laughs> Lo <laughs> love does not criticize judge or condemn love accepts and embraces all exactly as it is choosing love is choosing freedom plunge into the endlessly replenishing waters of love every day when you open your heart fully and with wild vulnerability radiant bliss will come rushing in I love that. Yeah, it really, I, when you were talking about that, like this, what she was saying about the devotion, it's basically devoting yourself to unconditional love, which isn't spiritual bypassing. It's like knowing that even in all the feelings, unconditional love is everywhere. Yeah. And devoting yourself to the process, then you can commit to feeling that love. Yeah. And everything that's happening. Yep. I love it. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for listening. We love you. We'll see you next time. Oh, God, I hope you didn't fuck everything up when you made that choice. <laughs>